to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring in fun and sexy people to talk about sex and sexuality with me. This is someone who is, oh, very highly recommended (laughs) for me to interview. And I was like, oh, thanks for the record, everybody. Let's get this lovely person on the mic. So, so excited that we could do that here today. Please welcome to the mic, everybody. Local hedonist, <laughs> Miss Honey Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, thank you. It's so good to be here. So good to be here, too. I'm glad we are having this conversation on this rainy, rainy, rainy Toronto Sunday. Honestly, it's quite nice. It's like uh, having a little bit of company, sipping some tea, <laughs> watching oh, the rainfall. Yeah, have the window open, just listen to it. Exactly. It's quite nice. ASMR vibes. <laughs> Do you want to tell the people? who are not familiar with you, although you have a huge fucking following and um, I, I like for shame if they don't know who you are already, but, but if they don't, do you want to just kind of tell the people what kind of things you generally get up to in your sex work, sexy work type job? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I'm on like a miniature hiatus right now just cause life is a little bit hectic, but um, just in general, my vibe is, I'm going to do whatever feels good, and if I catch it on camera, so be it. (laughs) Um, I really enjoy um, creating content that makes me feel good, that's body positive, that's sex positive, both, like, you know, censored work and uncensored work, Um, more artistic vibes as well, um, because I'm also all about self-expression and creation. I grew my platform to like originally uh, advocate mostly for body positivity and it kind of grew from there and from that body positivity, uh, sex positivity, um, queer voices, safe spaces for like uh, people of all gender identities and I want to continue to foster those spaces and like you know throw some memes in there every once in a while (laughs) yes let's throw some shit posts every once in a while but (laughs) i love that so much um did when you like just first started doing this and your you saw your market and your follower count like just start to and subscriber base i'm sure just start to kind of expand did it surprise you or were you did you know that there was a market to see bodies that aren't you know, exclusively white, thin, able-bodied, cis women? I mean, it did catch me by surprise. Um, I'm not going to lie, because what ended up happening was every marker that I passed, and this was originally on Instagram, Mm -hmm. um, because Instagram is my most heavily censored uh, (laughs) platform, so (laughs) I'm down to like 4,000 followers there now, but in the past I've gone up to, I think it was like 70,000. Oh, and shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big deal. And then they took my page from me. Fuck, <laughs> I fuck, was fuck. I was like climbing towards that 100, but uh every marker that I passed, I was just like, no, I'm not going to get past like 
30k oh my gosh no I'm not gonna get past like 35 I'm gonna like stagnate at that point no oh my gosh and I just kept being surprised and then I started setting goals but even achieving those goals surprised me um (laughs) it was a lot unrealistic goals I'm yeah I'm not I'm never gonna get them not gonna meet I never meet them the marker. <laughs> I yet. was literally setting them thinking that th- that's never gonna happen. But These you know, like we're gonna, I'm gonna let's do it. Let's try. Let's see what happens. Throw and it out to like, the oh. universe. Exactly. It's like I wasn't even manifesting. <laughs> isn't isn't getting your fucking shit deleted though heartbreaking? Like how how is that getting at like seventy k on your way to one hundred k and then getting deleted? Like fuck. Um, so it affected me a lot more than I expected it to yeah. because it was something that I had invested so much time and so much thought and so much like self-expression that like a lot of the content that I had posted there, I actually didn't consider like, you know, backing it up or whatever, because I was just like, it's, it's, it's here, it's out there. You know what I mean? Mm. And when my page got taken away from me because it happened several times yeah for me too um and what ended up happening was the first time i lost my page i got it back but i came to find out that there was like this gang of (laughs) i guess crusaders against me who didn't like my message didn't like my body positivity my sex positivity and they tried to silence my voice by uh like reporting me in rounds that is was... that is so hateful like who are the like what are they fucking religious nuts like who who are these people that hate on bopo instagram feeds? like it was hilarious that i found out that a lot of it was teenage boys what <laughs> yeah i did not know what to make of that i did not know what to make of that but it happened it got to a point where if i posted a selfie just like of my face yeah reported as porn and it would get pulled down and like especially on those platforms it's like non-white queer people like they're that's who's getting targeted and the sex workers obviously women obviously but non-binary people queer people people Mm -hmm. of color like those are the ones that instagram will just get a report like that and just shut you down like with it you know without a thought without a thought it's like yeah there's no no consideration yeah and it was really devastating the first few times it happened but i got let's say i got a thick skin to it pretty quick so it's like every time i get deleted yeah it is frustrating but mm, you guys aren't gonna silence me you're not gonna tell me that like you know because the thing is that i'm actually not breaking the rules i'm i'm you know sticking to them to the to let's say very loosely and creatively (laughs) (laughs) strategic strategic placement of hands and objects over parts exactly (laughs) and the thing is i've seen content like this out there i've seen other creators do the exact same things that i'm doing but my posts are the ones that get removed and i find it so fascinating because i'm just like well i mean if you're gonna enforce the rules enforce them fairly across all body types all genders all genres and that's the issue that's the fucking issue right there right exactly exactly yeah but like you know i'm sure it is devastating just to get like your huge follower account account just like 
shut down. But I, I think what people don't realize, because they're like, what, what the fuck, it's just your Instagram account. It's like, well, that's directly linked to our business. Like if we're content creators, uh-huh. for instance, that are selling content or artists or whatever that are selling their shit, like social media is how we sell it. So if you suddenly have 70K and they go to nothing, your mm-hmm. income has been completely cut off. It's not just like a fun thing. Like nobody posts on Instagram and Twitter five times a day for fun. Like, right? come on. Like, they're getting something out of it. But, like, at the same time, it's... <laughs> there's no reason why they should be trying to silence them if the, if the message is not, like, you know... Violating any... Yeah, it's not hateful. It's not exactly. hurting anyone. Yeah. It's just very frustrating. It's very frustrating. But, like, you learn that there are certain places in those communities that you can kind of etch out for yourself. And you can run with that for a little while, at least until you get caught up with. (laughs) (laughs) With haters that are going to fucking report you. Yeah. But it's actually been such a lovely experience in the same same right, because I've made a lot of uh, connections with different people um, through these platforms. And that's been really amazing. Finding new friendships and new places. (laughs) Same. That's what I notice when, like, the more I'm kind of... Uh, like I started a sex worker account on Twitter like a couple years ago now or maybe three years ago now but that's my favorite part about seeing it grow is like the more people that find me and like we befriend each other and now Mm -hmm. we're you know now we're resources for each other for support or for like asking questions about the business or emotional support perhaps or just you know being able to like uh, elevate somebody if you do have a bigger platform then it's like great retweet the people that have smaller platforms and that feels good uplift each other you know exactly and it's so funny because i've had several experiences where i've met somebody in you know my vanilla day-to-day life and then i'm online checking my messages on twitter and i realize so-and-so reached out to me that we met back in college and they're a sex worker now (laughs) and like you know we're having this kind of new reconnection (laughs) because we're just like oh i recognize you (laughs) oh i love that no it's funny i i get like like friends say like uh, along those lines of like high school friends and stuff i'll get the high school friend reach out to me and be like hey my sister is like getting into sex work can you like do a consult with her can you talk to her or whatever it is Mm -hmm. (laughs) like like that's amazing what what i usually get though like speaking of high school stuff is like those are the the clients are are from there i'm like you look familiar and they're like yeah yeah we we were like I'm going to address the <laughs> elephant in the room and just say we were in high school together. And I'm like, oh, okay, wow. <laughs> They're the person, person that has booked me, you know, and I'm like, hi, welcome. Okay, I'm going to beat you now, I guess. Uh, uh, cool. I've made content before <laughs> with um, one person that I used to go to high school with. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, he reached out to me, like, actually not long after high school, um, like after I graduated I was in college and I started doing uh, online sex work Mm -hmm. um, as a means of supporting myself at that time and he reached out to me and he was like hey do you remember me it was like maybe a year later and we started talking and uh, you know he was like oh it's something that I've been interested in didn't really know how to you know dip my toe in and then we lost contact for a while and then like five six years later (laughs) (laughs) he reached out to me again and uh things took off from there (laughs) 
small world, right? Like I know. Yeah. Like I, I, I truly believe like, you know, you see when people follow you and stuff, like I'll see someone follow me and I'll see that I know them from somewhere years ago. And I'll truly believe that they're following, you know, they're following a hot dominatrix and they don't realize it's me. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, I see you though. <laughs> like, I wonder if they know it's actually know it's me. They have to, right? Like, but mm-hmm. like, there's somebody recently that I was on a volleyball team with, like, like you know, five plus years ago, and they just followed me, and I'm like, I... oh, <laughs> <laughs> hello. <laughs> I've seen you in a tank top, sir. And not bad. <laughs> well, at that point, he's seen you in some short shorts. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The shortest, of course. I'm I'm a slutty person, so even on the volleyball court, of course, you'll see <laughs> you'll see half my ass. Yep. Only half. Oh, I'm no. disappointed. Oh yeah, yeah, there's a paywall behind the other half. Um, <laughs> As there should be. Right. <laughs> So can you tell uh, me what types of things you are getting up to in your content creation? Like maybe what types of kinks or what types of storylines or themes you usually play with? So due to the fact that like self-expression is kind of like my most, I guess, explored theme per se, is that a lot of what I do is not like scripted. A lot of what I do is very, this feels right right now. very on the fly like I said if I catch it on camera it's great um but as far as like kink is concerned uh I love exploring impact play that's like one of my favorite kinks definitely one of my flagship kinks Mm um I'm also a rope bottom a little less experienced in that area but exploring more as uh time goes on oh my god I'm just remembering you and um, Sophia Scarlet did yes. did a scene at Ritual Chamber, right? And we did Impact and Rope. And Rope! <laughs> oh my god, and I knew that. Like, at once upon a time, I was like, oh, I'm, I've got to book Honey Rose for the podcast at some point. But I forgot that on this day. Like, I booked, <laughs> that was maybe a year ago where I saw that and I was like, oh, I should get Honey Rose on the podcast. Um, yeah, and then I just remember that scene. right now. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Like, really beautifully shot. You were in, like, a suspension or partial suspension doing Impact. Mm-hmm. And Sophia's just so cute and hilarious as a top. I know. So playful. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I love playful. Love playful domination. So that really resonated with, with me when I saw it. Yeah, my favorite. Um, I don't know why, but, like, out of everything that happened, my favorite thing that happened was when she's like, we're going to turn your tits into cupcakes now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like... Okay. <laughs> Explain further. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm game, but what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lots of that energy. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I love this idea of you saying like, it, it sounds very organic for you. And if you're, it feels, it sounds very authentic when you're saying like, you know, if a camera happens to catch it, then great. But it's more about you doing you in the moment kind of thing. I love Mm -hmm. that so much because I agree with that's the way I shoot as well. Like both partnered content and solo. I just kind of do, I would never script anything. Like I would suck if I had to memorize anything. Like it's much better if I'm just vibing and, and talking. I don't ever want to give like a stiff performance because I'm worried about like getting a line wrong. No, no, that's you're, you're not getting, you're not taking advantage of like, 
the things I'm good at if you're handing me a script. You know what I mean? Exactly. And like, so what I think about when I'm like, oh, this is the type of people that, I don't know, in my local scene at least, like this is the type of stuff we more are creating. And I saw a tweet recently that was like, uh, why I agree with the sentiment of this. The tweet was like, you know, porn is not an education tool. Um, so don't go modeling your sex after porn sex because porn is not real sex. It's not real life sex. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, the porn I, maybe not the porn you watch um, is very performative. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also real sex is performative too. And also if you're talking about real life sex, like we are the people that are having sex on camera. It is real life sex for us. I was it about is, to say that. It is authentic for us. Like, why is it not real sex? Because there's a camera in the room, and we're che- and we might be cheating out to the camera. And the thing is, like, not all porn is equal. Yes, I do get that. There's some like highly scripted your pizza delivery is here style <laughs> porn. Yeah, but that like if you have to explain to somebody who is an adult who is having sexual relations that <laughs> that's not real that? sex <laughs> that yeah. that's not really how things happen yeah. then i don't i don't know what to say yeah i can't do much for you i mean exactly if you're using if you're actively like intentionally using porn as an education tool when there are <laughs> actual education tools yeah. sexual education tools like books many. videos podcasts <laughs> like there's so many ways that you can learn but, but also like you're, yeah. you're choosing the one that's most visually stimulating for yeah, you it's I guess. Supposed to be entertainment it's entertainment medium which i'm like okay it's not intended to be educational though some porn is which is exactly. really cool i love a blend of like adding in awareness and and education into porn but like i was just like ah, this tweet was so such a 101 conversation as far as like porn con- creating content goes i was like oh there's mm-hmm. i get what you're saying but also like who is your audience i don't know <laughs> i mean obviously their audience is people that need that explained to them <laughs> i guess i was like oh that sucks for you because like i would hate to be having those kind of i guess i i do if i start getting away my with myself like on the pod for instance i'll touch back at the 101 just to be like okay but you know this is like you know this is the basics for the conversation that we're having right now Mm -hmm. um stuff like the consent conversation it's like it's it's it should be assumed that every when i talk about kink i'm talking about consensual stuff risk aware consensual kink we're not just talking about random yeah. kinky things happening. And I, sh- and I shouldn't have to say that every time I talk about beating someone. Exactly. <laughs> like, just stuff, just stuff like that that I don't know if I'm, I'm having less and less time for as, as the years roll on, I think. Because some things after a while just become tedious. <laughs> yeah, and like, the f- I think it's also the frustration factor of like, come on, it's fucking 2021. This stuff still needs to be explained to people. Like, it's not a revelation that kink is can be wholesome and romantic and playful. And- but one of the things that I do love about the fact that, yeah, it's 2021, this stuff doesn't need explaining anymore. Mm-hmm. There's also so many more channels where that information is available. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, TikTok. Kink TikTok exists. Like, risk-aware, consensual kink TikTok exists. 
where they talk about like safe ways to do rope, where they talk about discussions around consent, where they talk about these things. So like there's so many mediums out there now that it's no longer an excuse to not know need, exactly to need that clarification. Like and take, like, like I remember. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say like I remember having a conversation recently with um, <clears throat> a friend about how there are some things it's just not my responsibility to break down and explain for you. There you know, you there's just so much information that's out there that you as a functioning adult in society can take advantage of these opportunities to learn. Yes. Like I teach classes and then I, outside of the classes, you know, I'm not feeling the need. To, I, I shouldn't, I but don't need to be the person that to teach resource. you. Yeah, that's like, literally you providing that resource and then deciding that there are hours where you don't have to do that. And that's okay. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, take a class if you really want to, like, quote unquote, pick my brain about whatever the fuck. <laughs> exactly. That's behind a paywall, sweetheart. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Because, like, that's emotional labor. Right? Exactly. And asking you to delve so deep into those things. Yeah, if you want to, you're allowed to. But it's not an expectation that you should always want to, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. And people that are like publicly, you know, publicly sexual in spaces, publicly queer in spaces, like whatever it happens to be in their identity, that doesn't mean that we're here to teach you, hold your hand through it. Like you have to do that. Essentially, that's bottom line. They have You have to do that for yourself. There's lots of resources nowadays. Mm-hmm. Go do the thing. And then get back to me and enjoy my stuff. (laughs) One of the things that, like, is, like, part of the shitty things about COVID, but, like, also one of the good shitty things about COVID, I guess. Silver lining. (laughs) Is that, like, exactly, is that a lot of people have been discovering for themselves uh, what those things are more lately. Um, Mm -hmm. Things that they just want to do for themselves, You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Because, for example, like putting on makeup, a lot of people think that you do that for other people. Mm -hmm. But it's like if I put on makeup and I'm wearing lipstick and I'm like, you know, all dolled up and then I put on a mask. Is this for you or is this for me? Yeah, if you, yeah, if the lips, I'm wearing lipstick under my mask. (laughs) That is for me. (laughs) Exactly. And the same thing with like presentation and like, you know, sitting down and breaking down information for people. It's like, is this for you or is this for me? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I'd love to think that that people are doing that kind of self-exploration over the past year or so, you know. I know also, on the other hand, it's like (laughs) to ask that of people is is difficult because also Mm -hmm. the world is on fire. But I, I am hearing that, too, that people are like, oh, my God. Yeah, this past year, they've discovered a lot about themselves. Me, for me, boundaries is something that I've. Like, I mean, you know, you can never stop learning about your own personal boundaries. But I think I've really, in this past year, trampled all over them, just stomped all over them, and then pulled back, and then done it again, not learned, even though, you know, it's the same thing happens again. And then how many mm-hmm. times did it take for me to learn? And then, okay, I figured out what I have to do. Now I have to practice um, mm-hmm. to learn this new skill, you know, or this new... Um, you know what I mean? To though. form have, like a new habit. Habit. Yes. Thank you. Yep. And to make it habitual. Right. Then you have to practice it. So I think that's what mm-hmm. specifically with online work and setting boundaries between myself and work. I've been learning a lot. Is that something? Tell me about something you've learned about yourself over the past year. 
Well, I mean, definitely that too uh, applies heavily for me because like I said, I'm on a little bit of a hiatus right now. With, yes, um, there you go. Sex, yeah. work, sex work because I'm trying to figure out those boundaries for myself. Yeah. And um, like, you know, in my day to day job, it's very stressful, very demanding sometimes. And then I come home and find that I don't have the energy or I don't find myself in that creative space where I want to create content. And it saddens me at times. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, ways that I can work around it, ways that I can re-energize myself when it comes to this. And that's been a bit of a struggle um, as of more recently. But I'm working on it, you know, I'm trying to figure out new ways to ignite this for me again. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. And also another thing that I've learned, I guess, throughout COVID, um, that as it applies to me, is my communication skills. Mm. Um, I find, well, I like to think that I have good communication skills, but <laughs> I like to think that about myself too. But we all know, <laughs> we all know that there's definitely places where we can stand to improve. Oh, I'm shit and... at communication. <laughs> but I like to think I'm good, you know? Yeah. See, like, I, I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I feel like I have good communication skills up to a certain point, And that's the point where I've been trying to work on myself, uh, work on trying to push past that to remain communicative. So that way, not just, um, the, like, all the people that I interact with, can always know where I stand and like in a comfortable manner you know what I mean yes yeah. I don't yeah. want it to ever be about uh something that they can't say directly to me because they're afraid of how I'll react or how I might handle a situation and I've done a lot of work on myself as far as like how I communicate my feelings about things and it's because, like, you know, especially when we're not seeing people as often, a lot of our communication is over the phone. Yeah, and, text, like, yeah. a lot of... Exactly. And so because of those things, I found that, like, I've been in these situations a lot more than I expected to. Because there's, like, so many more nuances when you can't see that person's face. Yeah. And you can't uh, interact with them, you know, on a one-on-one -on -one, uh, level in person. 
Definitely. And like for me, for somebody who like doesn't desire to be in LDRs, like I would never, you know, get get into a long distance relationship. Um, but you're, you're kind of forced into these LDRs this past year. It's like, I don't have these skills or, or I have very poor skills as far as like doing this type of a relationship, doing a relationship this way. So it's mm-hmm. like oh, such a fucking learning curve. Like, Oh, I'm bad at it. I need to figure out how to be better because who knows <laughs> how much longer we're going to have to do this, you know? Especially, like, as a polyamorous person, too. Um, I remember uh, throughout the majority of COVID, I had, um, I was, like, essentially me and my primary partner were essentially living together because we were, like, I feel like this is the best thing for both of us mental Mm -hmm, (laughs) health-wise. Like, we're just going to kind of cohabitate either at your place or at my place, Mm -hmm. but we're just going to be have each other so that way we're not going insane being alone through COVID because we're both single people otherwise. And it was fine with, um, like, our communication skills in person, but it was not fine with other people that I had to communicate with. I noticed people outside of just me and my partner were a little more on the lacking end because I'm terrible at text communication. I'm terrible at not seeing people face to face. Yeah, for me in a relationship, like, spending time together is the thing that I get the most out of, right? Exactly. Quality time is my love language. Quality time. There you go. Quality time, physical touch as well, which are, you know, when you take those things away, um, it's difficult to know if those are your love languages. When you take those things away, it's difficult to know Mm -hmm. how to to continue to make it, you know, thrive just on your fucking phones. Yes. Me, like, I feel that really hard. I know a lot of people do as well. People are really feeling the absence of being with a partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And then the thing you mentioned about, um, you know, figuring out how to just how to do your self care surrounding your work, your online work. Cause that's, as I said, something that I battled with big time for the past year. Are you on the sites where, like, you have to do stuff like posting every single day, posting content, making content constantly like that? I've never been that kind of content producer because I find that when I pressure myself to make content like that, yeah, I might have more content, but the quality of it is going to be terrible. Yeah. Because you're going to get me, like, I don't know, waking up in the morning, masturbating, rub one out, and then just, like, throw my phone away. (laughs) (laughs) And, like... Because I, I can't I can't be bothered to just make it a, t- a chore, a task. It's something that I need it to be something that I want to do. Like inspired. You have to feel... Exactly. Yeah. And like, I've been inspired by the dumbest shit. <laughs> I've, been, I've been inspired at the drop of a hat. I've been inspired in like in public like you don't understand when it comes to the things that have inspired me to produce or create content can you give can you give me a a short list of weird things that have inspired you to create content i was outside blowing bubbles once (laughs) love it and first of all the bubble container is shaped like a small dildo and (laughs) it's like a little little test tube with bubbles and i was just like that could be fun. And <laughs> I I was like also smoking smoking some weed and I was just like blowing weed bubbles and I was just like I could like totally fuck myself and blow weed bubbles on camera. And it would be amazing. It'd be great. 
I love that. I love those little, I know exactly what you mean, those like little test tube bubble things. Yeah. Perfect. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. And I mean, it felt good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's hard plastic. Hard plastic glides. It's lovely. Exactly. So, I mean, I could, I, when I say I can be inspired by the dumbest shit, I, I genuinely mean it. Like, I know that there, I've got some more ideas in the works that are going to be really stupid, but I'm, I'm really excited for them. And I, I, wa- I want to do more content like that. Yeah. I want to do a lot more content like that. And I'm trying to find more people that I can collaborate with on stupidity. Yes, um, that are weird. Yeah, that are like, yeah. they want to do just like quirky fun shit yeah and like if it doesn't even like even if it doesn't turn out you know what i mean even if it doesn't turn out to be like good content yeah i still want to try it i still want to do it and i'll be like oh, i'll probably find some usable clips from it here there somewhere whatever it'll be fine but i just want to i want to get her done <laughs> yeah and as you as you kind of mentioned before it's like um, filming it is almost secondary. You know what I mean? It's more about mm-hmm. this thing I want to do to express myself or connect with, you know, a, a co-star or whatever. Um, and don't get me wrong. I've had that, like, work against me, too, where I don't give, like, a flying fuck about trying to record it properly. And but, then like, it's alternal- shit. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> me, too. And yeah. then <laughs> I'll go back and watch it after be so excited because I'm like, that'll be the best scene I've ever done in my life. Nope. <laughs> and then the camera cut off halfway through, or <laughs> terrible angle. The, exactly, it's just Lighting like aimed at the corner of the room. <laughs> there's debris on the floor. <laughs> yeah, there's fucking dirty clothes. Know what though? I mean, if if for me, whenever I get one where the framing is shit, like you can't see anything, maybe you can just see my face. Then suddenly it's a denial clip, you know. Ooh. <laughs> rebranding i like it that's what i do i'm like well there you go you don't get to see anything because you do not deserve so <laughs> <laughs> i will not not use a clip i'll tell you that right now i'll make it i'll, I'll put a spin on it you know <laughs> see and that's what i try and do i try and like crop it together in a way that i'm just like moving around the camera or something <laughs> or <laughs> Or just completely different, like, time skips, because I'm just like, ah, this whole five-minute section is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Just out of focus, yeah. Yeah, 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 been there. (laughs) I used to actually film, I used to do a live, like, a stage show bed post where there's, like, you know, burlesque and live fetish performances and other other wacky shit, and I would just kind of leave a, um you know, a tripod up and I'd record most of the show. Half of it, fuck, would be just, like, so many good burlesque performances that I put so much time and effort into and, like, money on, like, costumes and shit. The Mm -hmm. fucking camera would just, like, lose... Decide to focus on, like, a fucking piece of dust. (laughs) You know? Like, for half the fucking dance. Heartbreaking. That's amazing. I'm sorry, but that's amazing. (laughs) Because like I've I've experienced that. (laughs) I remember once I was like, I am gonna do a naked improv dance in my fucking living room. And I'm gonna catch that on camera just because I wanted to see what it would be like. (laughs) Right? About forty two seconds into the video, I run out of storage space. And I was dancing my little heart out, okay? I was I going it. for it. And then, huffing and puffing, I returned. <laughs> <laughs> to 
look at to review. <laughs> to review my beautiful footage. Oh my god. And know what I did? Sorry, sorry, go on. No, no, I mean, like, you know how it ends. I was, I was mortified. I was devastated. Oh, fuck. I was like, I'll never dance again. <laughs> it's ruined the art of dance for you, yeah. <laughs> for me, the most recent time that happened was um, I had a sub buy me a toy um to use for a custom video right so it was the i don't know if you are a sex toy nerd but it was the fun factory stronic so it's those those uh toys that make the thrusting motion oh, they're not yes. just vibrating i have a couple of those thrusting. yeah yeah i have yeah. a couple of those so he bought me like a dual vibe um that that was the thrusting dildo so i wanted to create like um a first of all the the actual premise of it was denial so i was only uh filming purposefully filming waist up while i was using it on myself so denial was already in the cards and then that same fucking thing happened where the i guess the storage the dust focus no no the store the thing you're talking about where it just stopped recording and i tell you it stopped recording like a minute before i had an orgasm oh no yeah and and then i sent it anyway and i was like because it was already denial it was already supposed to be denial so i said so it's a build-up and you just never get to see the end (laughs) damn i just sent it like that what did he say i need to know what the slaves what the sub's reaction was like what happened was if it was anything but thank you mistress i would i would be so disappointed right right (laughs) no as far as i remember he was like oh no i was like because i i think i did send that i was like hope you like the end haha or whatever because the film ran out like i think i did tell him that and um he was like oh my god that's funny he it was totally a positive reaction so i was like good you can stay um, that's amazing you have bought me this $300 fucking toy and then oh, the money yes. for the clip and then I didn't even <laughs> film the orgasm yeah you can stay um, and you and you weren't mad okay you can stay <laughs> I see no reason to be rid of you yes yes please though continue to impress me um, because <laughs> I'm very fickle you know <laughs> <laughs> You never know. You never know. Yeah, what mood I'll be in. I'm a Gemini. So. <laughs> uh, but um. Do you uh do you like pay attention to like uh, horoscopes and all that all that good stuff? I want to more than I am. Like I'm always interested to hear about it. If you want to tell me about. If you want to talk about fucking sun signs and rising signs. Oh, I mean, like I'm I'm not like well versed in it. I've definitely been doing a lot more reading, but I definitely still wouldn't say that I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> what is your sign? I am a Taurus sun. Mm-hmm. Um, Taurus sun, Virgo moon, Taurus rising, actually. Are you characteristic of your sign? In a lot of ways, yes. Yeah. Like, Tauruses are known for being homebodies. Like, I, I'm so comfortable at home naked, <laughs> doing nothing. <laughs> um... But yeah, so like we're known for being homebodies, but we're also known for like enjoying the finer things sometimes, like being a little bit bougie. And I think that I have my bougie tendencies. (laughs) When I say I'm a bougie bitch, 
on a good day. Yeah, on a not, good day. It's not wrong. What's something that you would like luxuriate in? Like a purchase or a activity? Oh, like my um my biggest uh little serotonin boost is when I get like <laughs> something in the mail, um, like a package. And the thing is so I'll go on these little little Amazon sprees sometimes. And Love just it. order a bunch of little cute things for myself. Like, for example, for the pandemic, I got these masks that have, like, teeth patterns on them. And they're really cool. Um, I know I've made content with them before. Perfect. Um, like Disney demon teeth and right like, Exactly. See? And so <laughs> I, I ordered those. I ordered, like, a bunch of cute little things here and there. And then, like, as they arrive, I'll be like, yeah what's in the mail today i won't even check to see what's supposed to be coming i'm just like what did i get (laughs) yeah surprise me amazon and that's like my that's me spoiling myself that's me treating myself to a little amazon shopping spree or for the first time this year i'm actually gonna be like genuinely spoiling myself for my birthday oh do tell so um I am organizing a tiny little gathering for my birthday, obviously because of COVID. Yeah. Um, gotta obey the rules and shit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm organizing like a tiny gathering and it's gonna be like a birthday beatdown gang bruising. Gang bruising. Yes. Um, Love it. I'm asking each person attending to bring an item that uh, they would like to hit me with. <laughs> I love it. Birthday beats exactly and they each get i think 10 minutes yeah 10 minutes to um do whatever they would like with this item that they've brought it can be like their favorite toy or or an item that reminds them of me just make sure it's sturdy because like my ass fights back (laughs) have you broken paddles i have broken straps i have broken i broke some cuffs once um (laughs) just hulk out of some cuffs Oh yeah, it was it was a great moment actually. <laughs> know what? Um, know what is so is so funny. I I love subs that that snake out of cups out of cuffs like they just slip out of them. Mm. The skinny wrist people, those tiny hand people that like just like, and it's funny whether they are bratty about it and they're like, haha, I escaped, or they continue to hold their hands kind of like, like they are like they're still cuffed. Yeah, they, but then they tell you after that, you know, their hand fell out like after and they're like, just they're good. They're such good little subbies that they still did like verbal bondage. Like they still got the, oh, that's so actually cute. adorable to me because like, no, I am not that big. <laughs> You'll just be like, rawr, I fucked up your handcuffs. Exactly. I'm like, you need stronger cuffs. <laughs> They're cheap. Um, I'm, the biggest thing that I've broken, though, and I've broken many of these, is canes. <gasps> oh, that's that's nasty. Canes? I've broken canes and um, okay, so I've you broken... love, love impact. If you're breaking canes... You're not fucking around with his impact kink. No, not really. And canes and crops. Yes. Crops too. I've broken a lot of riding crops. Um, 
And it's not on purpose. It's never on purpose. It's like always I'll have a top and I'm just like bratting them and then they get mad. And it's just yep. like they know what I can take. So it's not there's nothing wrong with them, you know, getting a little bit emotional. I'm a very, <laughs> very um, You're sturdy bottom. <laughs> I'm a sturdy bottom. Yeah, it's very hard to like hurt me, hurt me. Yes. And so like I've had them just like go crazy with a riding crop and then just find that the whole thing just flies away when they're on the backswing and it's just like what the hell (laughs) all they're holding is a handle (laughs) yeah you you swing it back and then you swing it towards the ass and there's nothing on the handle exactly (laughs) oh my god yeah that's some serious stuff so okay you saying you didn't do it intentionally which is funny because it makes me think of like how could you intentionally could you intentionally do something with your ass that it would break, that you could intentionally break something, like flex it in a certain way or or be in a certain, you know what I mean? Can you like grab it with your ass somehow and snap it? <laughs> like, 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 Just snatch it out of their hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm interested in seeing. I mean, I need to find out if I have that superpower. I need yeah. to know immediately. <laughs> But uh, it's funny that you actually mentioned, like, the tensing of the ass, because, Mm. like, I can, like, okay, so, when I was in high school, (laughs) I was able to, um, use the hip, you know that machine, the hip leg sled, where it's like you're pushing the weights with your, mostly, mostly your thighs, but, you know, like, with your whole legs. Yeah, yeah, right. And so we had one of those that you could, like, load up with as many weights as you wanted on two sides of it, and... I decided one day I was going to load it up with 750 pounds. Jesus. Just to see if I could do it. And I could. <laughs> oh, shit. In high school? I was, I was 17. Holy. Everybody in my class was watching because they were just like, nah, she can't do this. She can't do this. And I was just like, hulk it out. Oh, amazing. I love so, that for you. It, like, I, you 17-year-old you, I love that for you. You're probably so popular <laughs> on that day. Oh. Oh, fuck that. I was just like, fear me. <laughs> <laughs> Bow down. Yep. Good, good. As it should be. Um, but, like, so now I'm wondering, if I were to, like, tense up my ass right on impact, what would happen? Would yeah. I be able to break a crop intentionally that way? Or kind of, this. like, force, like, you know, like, force it back, like kind of come and meet the implement somehow mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. a twerking kind of emotion where you're like poof, like you're punching the implement it hits back <laughs> yeah you really hit are... back yeah <laughs> something oh my like my bratty senses are tingling <laughs> yeah this is something to explore i think oh so my one of my uh good friends mm-hmm. he has um like done a scene with me before in the past and in the scene, he actually, like, he was punching me. Punching me in the ass. Yeah. And like a feedback. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he was just going to town, right? And after, I think it was about an hour, he was just like, okay, one good one, one good one. <laughs> Hairline fractured his hand. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wow, I believe it. Like, cause does this? Cause you know, punching 
you need technique with punching. Like you, I'm surprised he didn't break his wrist. Like that's why I, I was, um, I was a little, I was more obviously concerned about you know his well being, and I was just <laughs> like, are also you flex. okay? Because like we all heard a like a little, little tiny crack. Oh shit! You know what I mean? Oh shit! On impact, and so immediate, you know, scene stop is just like, are you good? Are you okay? And he's just like, well, no, I mean, like I'm probably I'm done. And he was like, it, it it hurts, but he's like, it doesn't hurt too much. Like, I'm fine. And he went to the, I think he went to go see the doctor. And he was just like, yeah, it's a hairline fracture. We can't really do anything about it. It just has to kind of heal on its own. And so to this day, that's like one of his favorite stories to tell. <laughs> Whenever we're hanging out with someone new, he'll be like, I broke my hand on her ass once. And everybody's like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, people need to know. I, I second that, telling everybody when you're in the same room together. Yeah, I mean, like fear, fear. Okay, like, and it's it's beautiful because they don't know who to be more afraid of, him or my ass. <laughs> yeah, the man that was punching so hard that he broke his hand, or that or the ass, ass that broke it. <laughs> I feel like this should be on your Twitter bio. <laughs> that you broke a man's hand on your ass. Am I wrong? I mean, Create right a- now it's all about my daddy issues, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. I did see that. I feel like this is a premise for something, though. Oh my gosh, of course. <laughs> like, this is a video, yeah, where there's something's happening. Maybe it's competition. Have you done content where you're intentionally trying to break something? Like, not in the way that we just spoke of, but, like, <laughs> you're you're doing the scene to completion where you break the toy. Like, the toy is broken. Um, I've never purposefully done it, and it's so funny that you ask that because I only have one scene, only one, where we actually caught the toy breaking. Nice! I'm so happy you have at least one. Yes. Because those are the and... moments we treasure, you know? It was that hilarious thing where he went to swing back and then swung forward and it was just, there was nothing there. There was nothing. It was just a handle. And like, we heard it fly across the room and hit something. And like, both of our faces were just like, (gasps) yeah, gold, gold. If there was a sex worker resume, like if we, you know, accumulated achievements, um, that would, that would be on your resume for sure. That would be under your special skills, perhaps. Oh yes, <laughs> my uh, my uh, special achievements. Yes, achievement section of the resume. Um, no, it's funny when I when I applied to be in the ritual chamber, uh, like as a professional dominant, I I did bring a resume. That's a, that's beautiful. <laughs> it, nobody asked for it. It did not come out of my bag, but I brought it just in case. But that's <laughs> but one of those things that but like, like why. It was one of those things that I was going to say, like, nobody's going to ask you for, for your, your dominatrix resume. <laughs> but I love that you brought one, like, so thorough, so prepared. Like, what could you ask for better from a dom anyway? <laughs> yeah, I had it. I had it. <laughs> I'm such a good girl. I'm a switch. So, I mean, that's part I think that's actually bottom me coming out a bit there. I was like, that's I'm, even better. I'm so prepared, mistress. <laughs> just who you waited to see or even like the hierarchy like now that i think of it i'm like oh i i love like the three-tier hierarchy of like headmistress mistress 
Um, or like alpha dog, beta dog, and then the sub. You know what I mean? Like, a, mm-hmm. I love three people in a room that have three different kind of kinky power dynamics where they have to appeal to each other. Yeah, because then it's like everybody answers to one person, but like yes, you answer but to it me, goes, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it goes through them to get to them, but the, then also they have to ask permission to do that, but you have to ask permission for both of them. It's like, so it's like the dynamic. power struggle of being middle management, but kinky. <laughs> <laughs> cute dom and then there's like the the actual dom and somebody else usually it's like when shit gets serious listen 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 to her listen to her (laughs) no i okay i i have i want to ask you if you are a cool blend of these two because i was told recently because i am a playful dom when i'm when i'm doming but i've been told that i i i seem very sweet and fun but i actually give a lot of pain Whereas, like, another Dom I used to top with, like, they would have the very severe kind of decorum, but they wouldn't give as much pain with than me. You know what I mean? So, like, I'd be, mm-hmm. like, this sweet, unassuming um, sadist. <laughs> <laughs> What's your mix? What's What would we put in the mix for you? Um, so I'm definitely a switchy person, too, um, but more of a bratty switch. So, like, even as a top, I'm a brat. I'm, love, I'm I love a, a bratty brat. top. I love a bratty dom. Yeah. Um, but I I think that I'm playful for sure, but I'm also very sensual. So like I'm I'm a sadistic person, but like I'm gonna make it hurt so bad that it feels good. You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and I I love the fun and like the giggles and the little little playful moments in between that that can make up a scene, yeah. and. I need that part of it. I need that to be an aspect of it. Otherwise, it's not enjoyable for me. Same. Oh, you're really speaking my language. Yeah, I can do, like, the more stern... I can have, like, stern, severe moments or, like, really serious moments, but I've got to have a a little giggle. I've got to have just a little bit of playfulness kind of um, peppered throughout it, you know? Exactly. I need to be giggling. That's how you know I'm pleased, little brat. Okay. There you go. That's how you know I'm having fun. I'm the same way. I'm laughing. I'm smiling. Even though I'm being mean as fuck. Exactly. I want to be mean with a smile on my face. Yes, there you go. <laughs> it's all about the delivery, you know? <laughs> Customer service. There you go. Yes, service with a smile. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, this has been so fun, but we, we're actually nearing the end of the hour already. Oh my god. I Honestly, I just looked at the time and I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, it's already been an hour. <laughs> let, me, let me know about all your socials and stuff. However, before you do that, before you do all your plugging and whatnot, it, was there anything that we didn't get to um, that you wanted to say quickly to sum things up or to just say, you know something about something about yourself that you want the people to know i guess the only thing that i want people to know is like when it comes to sex when it comes to sexuality and i know that anybody listening to this podcast already already knows this but you never know you never know (laughs) just always remember to like have fun with it like even when you're creating content it should be fun everything that we do as far as like centered around pleasure and like kink is centered around pleasure content creation is centered around pleasure all of that should always be pleasurable it should always be fun and whenever whenever it loses that aspect of things at least for me 
Yeah. It's becomes not it's not even remotely entertaining. It's not even remotely intriguing for me. And I guess I don't want to ever be in a position where I'm, you know, unintrigued or unenthused about the work that I do. Mm-hmm. And I just want everybody else to also, you know, kind of feel the same way where it's like, whatever you're doing, make sure it feels good for you. Make sure it makes you happy. <laughs> I love that. I love those as last words. Where can we find and follow you and give you our money, honey rose? <laughs> um, so you can find me on uh, many vids as Miss Pippa, M-S-P-I-P-P-A. Um, you can also find me on Instagram as Lil Gay Monster, L-I-L-G-A-Y-M-O-N-S-T-E-R, and on Twitter as Miss M-S underscore Honey Rose. And uh, that's pretty much it for my socials. <laughs> love it, love it. For me, I'm at the Lady Pim One on Twitter. I'm the Lady Pim One and the Bedpost show <laughs> yeah the bed no the bed post <laughs> podcast on instagram i don't know my shit they're all different because they keep getting deleted right so oh that's fair uh if, i'd love to have just lady pim across everything but you know what <laughs> it's, honestly i feel it, your pain that's why i have so many names <laughs> it was at one point trust me um youtube is the bed post sex show patreon is the bed post show and i always love to give a little shout out to the lovely lady who does the original music for my podcast she just came out with a really awesome uh single gaslight check it out her name is stephanie copeland and then lastly honey rose this has been so fucking fun thank you for taking the time to talk with me it has 100 percent. and thank you to everyone who's been listening we'll see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here in the studio talking about sex get fucked everybody bye This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.